You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. I don't doubt that a lot of miracles have been wrought. We preach faith in, in many angles and many standpoints and rights. But a lot of times while we're preaching and saying certain things, if we're not careful, we'll have a tendency to leave things in the wrong light in many situations. Because we'll leave an ingredient or an element of it out, you know what I mean, that just leaves it laying wrong. And I believe, you know, in action. Believe in all those things. And I believe that, well, let me give you an illustration. I think a lot of people come along and take the Word of God, and the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, ever, let every word be established. And they'll get them three verses of Scripture, and then they'll say, I'm going to do it this way because I've got three witnesses on it. And it's not because the Spirit of God spoke to their heart. Hello. They're going to do it because they got three references in the Word of God. Yet, it is not the rhema. You're dealing with the Logos there, and until it becomes the rhema, forget it. I'll give you a Bible illustration. I don't doubt that God's best and God's will for us is to do and be involved in the supernatural. And it's proven when Peter walked on the water. And the word of the Lord came to him. When he asked the Lord, If it be thou, Lord, bid me come unto thee. And Jesus said, Come. One word. But it was alive and powerful because it was the rhema. He heard that word. It was what Jesus was saying to him. Let's put it in this light. It was alive and rhema to him. But unless it's become alive and you've heard it in your spirit, you better be prepared to swim. Until you've heard it, in your spirit, that that's what God is saying to you. There's been a whole lot of people that got in trouble trying to walk on the water off of what another man heard. People have gotten themselves into the dumb situations and dumb circumstances because they tried to take the Logos, a general overall knowledge of the Word of God, and try to put it in a light that they're going to do something of their own will and of their own volition, and it is not anything that the Holy Spirit has quickened unto their heart and made real to give them a solid foundation for it to be alive in them. You wonder why some of those things fall dead and why some people fall on their face and they don't succeed. I'll tell you why. Simply, they got the Logos and not the Ramah. They've got the written word. Said, brother, I thought that it said that God's word wouldn't return void. That's right. Says that. Sure does. And that's a true statement. God won't return void. But God hadn't said it to every person. It's not until it's the Ramah until it is a specific word spoken to you in a specific situation that it is alive and God is bound to honor it. God is bound to honor it when he speaks it to your heart and says, 
I mean you, buddy boy. When he called me the pastor, that meant he was going to have to watch over his word and make it good. And there's other people who've made up their minds, bless God, I believe I'll just start me a supernatural church. Hello. But yet, here's the part that got my heart. See, I begin to see how that we've missed and how we've blown it here in situations. And presented in such a lie, a light, that were, we clouded people's minds in some things. You see, my obligation to you is simply this. And that is to repeat the things that the Spirit of God tells me to say. As a minister of the gospel, I have to surround myself in the Logos. I have to study it. I have to pray. I have to meditate. I have to prepare my heart to get ready for the service. I have to do everything within my power because the Bible tells me to study to show myself the truth. The Bible tells me he who has a ministry, let him wait on his ministry. See, and I have to pray. I have to get ready. And I have to avail myself so that the Holy Spirit can take the words that I speak and make them the rhema to you. And unless I become a yielded vessel, anointed by the Spirit of God, moving by the Spirit of God, now can you see why a lot of ministers stand in a lot of church services, a lot of places, it's nothing more than a dead letter, it's the Logos, just simply it's the knowledge about God, and it's no more coming alive in their spirit and causing it to be quickened unto them, where to come alive and them to act upon. And it becomes very difficult for God to have the fullness of all the things if the vessel that it's coming through is not alive and quickened and knowing that he's acting upon God's word. But when a man knows he's called of God, when a man knows he's got a message, when a man has heard from God and it's the rhema of God, and he begins to stand up and he declares that word unto the people, then the Holy Spirit can take those words. You see, I'm not interested in the fact that you heard me preach. I'm interested in the fact that you hear from God. I'm interested in the fact that you'll get a hold of something that the Spirit of God will say and quicken inside you. Spring to life. Be conceived in your spirit that very moment. And then you'll incubate in your spirit until it gives forth its birth. Become powerful. No, not just words. Not just hearing me, but hearing God. The rhema. That which the Spirit is saying. That which He's saying. Not what He has said. Not just what he said, what he is saying. And it takes the Holy Spirit working with the Word to cause that to be conceived in your spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit working with the Word for it to conceive in your spirit. For it to penetrate. We've taken the Word and we've treated it as a haphazard careless manner even to the point to where so-called faith people come along you know well the word says get some smart aleck with it you better treasure that word and value that word and surround yourself in it and allow the Holy Spirit to come along and make it real down inside you of course not that dead letter but it's exactly what the Spirit is saying to your heart Spirit of God made a couple of statements to me yesterday and 
They were personal statements. I'm not going to repeat them. It's what he was saying to me. Rattle my cage. I'm going to tell you something. He's going to rattle some of yours before the day's out. I can preach all about God. That's the Logos. But I must wait on God and speak His Word. Then He can quicken that Word to your heart. And that's when it becomes the rhema. What the Spirit is saying to you. I've had situations where I'd go along preaching and I know I'd say something. And I've had it happen to me so I can understand it very readily. All of a sudden, the preacher would be preaching. He'd make a certain statement. It would go off like me like a, you know, fireworks on the inside. And I'd have me a whole message. Charles Capps preached a message one time here, you know, holding us a seminar. I got seven messages out of that one. I mean, revelation began to flow. I mean, it just, you know, every time he turned around, he was making a statement and it would explode inside me. That was what the Spirit was saying. No, it wasn't what Charles Capps was saying. It was what the Holy Spirit was making the rhyme out of me. It became alive and a powerful thing inside me. Yet a lot of people still sitting there listening to the logo. Oh, ain't that good. Isn't that wonderful? God delivered them out. Marvelous. Never dawned on you that he's going to deliver you out. You hadn't heard it yet. Shit hadn't become the rhema. It's a dead letter. Story. What God did. How good he is. How great he is. But see, when it becomes a rhema, it's when you see. Yeah. Bless God, God delivered them out of bondage. And he delivered me out. Then it's alive inside you. And you see yourself free. And you see the shackles falling off. Then, bless God, there's an excitement down inside. You're ready to dance and shout then. I've seen it happen time and time again where people come along. I'd make a statement. Never would get them back the rest of the service. You know, man, is off and running. Hey, brother, is that offensive to you? Not in the least. Not in the least. Man, if you're hearing from God, that's all I want. That's what my heart's crying for. That the words that I speak, that he'll take that low gospel and make it rhyme unto you. That it'll be exactly what he's saying to you. That exactly what you needed to hear today. To where you'll have faith to stand, take hold and believe God. Receive from him. No, I'm not interested in the fact that you came to hear me preach. What I am interested in is that you came to hear what the Spirit is saying. Somebody asked us about the success of the church. One of the things that I'll have to admit to now, I always told them I thought that the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit was a part of it. But after the Lord dealt with my heart in this fashion, I'm also convinced that it's because that the Holy Spirit is coming along and hovering and brooding over His Word as we prayed and prepared and gotten ready to where it becomes that which the Spirit is speaking to His people. And they hear from heaven that they haven't just heard somebody who's got a good outline and got a few good points to make, but they heard, Thus saith the Lord. Not just in prophecy. I'm speaking about the Word becoming alive inside you. The Logos is a said word. The Rhema is a saying word. You see, as a pastor, 
I can stand up and I can play games. That's all right, I guess, for some people. But one of the things the Lord said to me when he called me pastor, he said, just say what I tell you to say. I stand up and say some things that seem so dumb to my mind, you know, so foreign because I had never heard anybody. But I knew it was the voice of the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice if I stand up and say those things. I feel like a meanie at the time. But you see, I need a specific message for a specific people at a specific time. I can't afford just to select some notes out and come along and say, well, I believe I'll preach this one today. This seems kind of good to me. No, God forbid. But I need a specific message for specific people and a specific time. And I want to tell you today, this is a specific message that he gave me for this specific time, and you are the specific people. And you will hear what the Spirit is saying unto you. Not what I personally desire for you to hear, but that which he is speaking to your heart. Because he's saying things. He's dealing with your heart. See, so much of the time, because we come along and say, well, Rhema, that means a spoken word. And a lot of people thought that that was just you standing up, repeating the Bible over and over. Some of you need to hear that. I'm going to hit that again. Because the word Rhema means the spoken word, or the same word. Alright? Some of you have thought that it's just you standing there repeating the scriptures over and over. Jesus himself took mine purpose, bear my signals with his stripes, I'm healed. Jesus himself took mine purpose, bear my signals with his stripes, I'm healed. And you think that's the rhema. I got news for you, it's not. You need to be doing that, yes. Did you hear me? You need to be doing that. But the rhema is that which the Holy Spirit has made real unto your spirit. And you have it in your mouth. And you're saying it. Not you saying... A person can come along and say whatever they want to say and say it as many times as they want to say it. Did you hear me? I mean, you stand around and repeat the word. Again and again and again and again and again till you wear yourself out and everybody around you. You can stand there and say, I'm healed, 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 I'm healed. But when the Holy Spirit says to your heart, you're healed, I'm healed. Then it's alive, it's powerful by the agency of the Holy Spirit. It's no longer somebody standing there quoting words. Talking about the word coming alive in you, that logos, the promises of God, the knowledge of God, all becoming alive to you. The Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Doesn't it say that? That's the logos, right? That is God's will, God's desire, God's expression to you. But boy, it's another thing when you hear the Spirit say, go back to Tulsa. Go back to your hometown. It's another thing when God spoke to Philip. Go join yourself to that church. Are you following that? That which the Holy Spirit is taking and making real unto you. That which the Holy Spirit wants to say to you, becoming alive and powerful in you. Not just words. 
not just words. It's important to speak the word again and again and again because that's the basis and the foundation for surrounding ourselves with the word, and that's for helping it to become real. But it's still going to take the Holy Spirit to make it real. We had a situation this morning where the Lord had spoken something to me several weeks ago. At the time that he spoke it to me, Bob Lemon was sitting next to me. I don't even believe we were here. We were in Denver. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart, and I wrote it down. Piece of paper. Bob sitting there next to me, saw me writing in a minute. I shoved the piece of paper over in front of him, and I said, read that. He read it. I said, that's going to come about. I'm going to say that out loud sometime. And you watch. When I say that, things are going to happen. That's nothing, you know, no super great revelation from God from the standpoint of, you know, some big deal. It seems so simple at the time. Well, in the first service today, I, I did that. The Lord said, now's the time. I said that. Nobody responded. Nobody. Didn't bother me a minute. I continued on talking about how that many times something is said and people don't hear. That was a very simple statement. And you'd think when you make a simple statement, you know, that everybody hears that simple statement. But I have been well aware that a lot of people many times when they come to church are out to lunch. I'm serious. They may be there body-wise, but mental-wise and even heart-wise in many occasions, they're out. And they're sitting there thinking, where should we go eat today? Well, I've only got so much money, so we can't go where I'd like to go. Others are thinking, man, I'm loaded today. Let's live it up. And you got people in every vein thinking along all these different tracks, and you can be standing there saying some of the most profound things under the unction of the Holy Spirit, but they ain't ever heard. been nothing more than about the Bible. It has not been the rhema. It is not that which the Spirit is saying. And they continue on in it. I had a desire to say that this morning, so I said it. Nothing happened. I continued on to share how the people don't hear for various reasons. In a few minutes, the gal just got up and came walking to the front. She said, it's me, and shared, and it's right. We acted upon what the Spirit, you know, led us to do. Blessings, and God used it as the greatest example to teach. Went on, finished the message, shared some other things, got down to the end. I believe I'd already given the altar call. Fella come, got filled with the Spirit, you know. Didn't pray with him like the Spirit said. Don't pray with him like you usually do. So just tell him what you're going to do and do it. I told him I was going to lay hands on him. He was going to get filled with the Spirit. He'd have to talk in tongues. I laid hands on him. He started talking in tongues. 
You know? That, see, that's, see, that's when it's real to you. That which the Spirit is saying. That's the rhema. At that moment. The guideline is that it's in line with the Logos. But it's alive and real to you. It's the rhema at that moment because it's what the Spirit is saying to you. I spoke that fellow got filled with the Spirit. We were worshiping the Lord. And it's, uh, we're praising God. This gal just stood up from over back in that section, just walked down to the front. She got in front of me. The Spirit of the Lord said, lay hands upon her and just pray in the Spirit for her because I'm doing a work of forgiveness. That's all he said. I laid hands on her, prayed with her, you know, the moment bore out she went. We went on praising God here. Things happening, you know, working in people's hearts and lives. And I was exhorting some people in Samaria. We're about ready to go. She stood up and she told me, she said, Brother Harrison, she said, I knew the minute that you spoke that word out about that particular situation. She said, that fit our situation. She said, but at that moment, fear gripped my heart, and I was just paralyzed there in my seat. Good man. One person didn't hear. Another one was paralyzed. Yet the same word went out. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, give us a chance to redeem it so that you can get in on the blessing. I prayed and had it in my heart that we could minister. Bless God, we did, and her need was met too. I said, now, Lord, how am I going to do this in the second service? You know, I mean, in football, they got the instant replay. But you can't treat the things of God lightly. And you can't do it just because you want to. Or just because you would like to. Or because you feel like it. If God don't say it, you're in trouble. You'll have to operate on a different basis. He reminded me of something. He said, son, do you think I could do it again? I said, yes, sir. He said, I can. <laughs> and he can. It's that real. It's that real. Now, the thing that I said was seemingly was so simple was, and you've seen me operate this fashion before, I'll say it. A child chipped a tooth and they don't have the money to fix it. A child chipped a tooth, and they don't have, that's speaking of the parents, don't have the money to fix it. Now, the first time that the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon me in this kind of way, it greatly bothered me. But the key is to say it just exactly like the Spirit says it, because that's what He says. Okay, now I'll give you an illustration. I can think of two instances right now. One, one of the first times that I began to move in this realm was when we were over in the first building where we started. And the Holy Spirit was moving in a great way. 
in the worship service, and Larry was doing preliminary, and uh, Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart when I stepped into the pulpit. He said, have all the ordained ministers stand. So I said, yes. So, I took the service, and I said, would all the ordained ministers stand? We'll recognize them. So there were seven ministers stood. Of course, Doyle was one who was there. Keith Butler, the pastor in Detroit, he was one who was there, along with others. Well, that was all the Spirit said. You can't go any further, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I ain't going to let them preach. So I said, y'all sit down. And I just left it on that basis. I recognized I'd done exactly what he said to do. Got down to the end of the service, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me again, and he said, have five of those ministers, ordained ministers, come. I want you to give them buckets and have the people minister to them. Boy, right then, my mind tried to go into a whirl. There were seven that stood. And now he says, have five of them come and minister to them. I mean, it's very difficult to say, I want two of you to stay in your seat and other five come. I mean, that's like asking for trouble. But now where's the safety? The safety is in saying exactly what the Spirit said. And I said, the Lord just spoke to me, and he said to me that five of you ordained ministers come. And five got up and came forward, and two stayed seated. Five heard the voice of the Lord in coming. And two heard the voice of the Lord and stayed seated. Are you listening? We're talking about the rhema, that which the Spirit is speaking. The five came, we ministered to them. That blew everybody's mind. I know Keith Butler said he's preaching all over the country, everywhere he's gone, you know, what God did that day. Bless his life. You see, that was the rhema in my heart, speaking out what he said. And that was the rhema penetrating into their spirit so that they knew who to come and who to stay. The Holy Spirit had to work that. He had to work that. See, you can't leave the Holy Spirit out of the words what I want you to see. Yes, we are to exalt the Word of God, but we're not to try to separate it and isolate it away from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to cause it to come alive inside you. When Mary received the Word, the angel of the Lord spoke to her. And she said, Be it unto me even as thou hast said. She received the word, but the Holy Spirit did the work. What I want you to understand is, in the rhema, it's a matter of the Holy Spirit working with the word, making it what the Spirit is saying, not what was said. Saying, now, present tense, what you speaking to your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To do a part from the Holy Spirit is to miss God the best. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.